Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Well, let, let's see. We're As we're recording this, we're a week into semi-formal baseball as... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you I know can't what? even call it... Set, dude, I can't even call it semi-formal because what the heck is it? It is, uh, it's live sports and we're grateful for anything right now. So it's really good. And, and, uh, I've been excited to see my blue Jays get off to a good start. And, uh, so hopefully we'll get to face the Dodgers at some point in the world series or something like that. We'll see what happens, but Hey, it's going to be a great time today. We're going to have a lot of fun. I can already tell with our guests, if you're, this is going to be a blast and you're going to learn a lot and be inspired. And by the way, if you're new to the selling from the heart podcast, Welcome. You've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it selling from the heart. And Larry, it has been so exciting, all the buzz around uh, not only the the new resources available on the brand spanking new sellingfromtheheart.net website, but also the insider group that's moved over to that site. and, And it's an exciting time right now around selling from the heart is we're really grouping together and helping sales professionals and sales teams set themselves up for success in this environment right now. No, it's been, it's been so cool. And, and this has been the best is it, I always say, if, if you fail to invest, you'll never be able to collect. And if there's one thing that anybody knows when they come into the selling from the heart insiders group is we invest in them, we invest in their growth and it's so cool Actually, I almost shed a tear when I started seeing some of the video testimonials coming out, Daryl. <laughs> well, check it out. Go to sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders. You can even give it a try free for 30 days. And come join the community of sales professionals that is bringing authenticity to the market and to each other. It's a fantastic place. Hey, Larry, we've got, speaking of authenticity, we've got a guest today that is going to I don't know, blow the walls off this place. I can't wait for this conversation. So why don't you introduce our guest and let's dive in. No, I I can't wait. So let me just, I always like sharing with our listeners how we come, our paths cross with our guests and so forth. And the first time Mike Altshuler and I had a conversation, I go, man, we're just freaking kindred spirits. Plus he came out of the, the same sales channel that we came out of. So we obviously we had some stories and sometimes horror stories to share, but um, I was introduced to Mike just by a common connection. And it was just, I got an email one day and he says, hey, you got to meet Mike. You came out of the same industry. And we had some email conversations back and forth. We had a great conversation on Zoom. I said, man, you got to share some of this, what goes on inside of Mike's head with the Selling from the Heart community. So I I encourage people, take out a sheet of paper, take out a pen. You're going to get some good old-fashioned relationship building now. So without further ado, Mike Altshuler, welcome to Selling from the Heart. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. It's great to be here. Yeah, this is going to be so much fun. I can tell already. Uh, But you know the question that all of our guests get. So let's put you on the Selling from the Heart hot seat. 
what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? Well, number one, people are people first, business people second. We can never get out of that mindset. So when you sell from the heart, it's a more authentic connection and it shapes the more a person likes you or loves you and love comes from the heart. It shapes how they see, hear, and internalize your message. Nothing trumps a great relationship. And that's how a person sees, hears, and internalizes your message based on that relationship. And, uh, and that, that endures. Business can come and go, but the relationships endure. Oh, my gosh. That is so good. Business comes and goes, but relationships endure. Isn't that true, Daryl? I, you could just like hit pause here and just go on with your day. That right there is pure gold. And I think that, you know, people first, business second, um, it's so easy to get away from that right now in the world we live in where, you know, in the environment we're in, I mean, we're Zooming to death, most of us, and we're, you know, messaging, emailing and Facebooking, LinkedIn, all, all these all these um, artificial, not face-to-face type things, I think it's easy to forget right now that the relationship comes first. Um, not, not only that, add the layer of stress and fear on top of, of you know, what's going on in a lot of people's business minds right now. Relationship comes first. And I think it's so true in this season right now, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I really think it's like when they going way back in the day when I had my company and they had you know, quality first or, or that quality is always important. I really believe that relationships are always important. They're more sensitive now because people are vulnerable. People are scared. So it's, you have to take extra time to say, how are you? How's your loved ones? That's critical right now. And I know that you guys embrace this on your show. You probably have it in your book and it's probably been said before by other guests, but people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That's not just a saying. It's the truth. It's a universal law. It's a simple truth. You can't get away from that, that the more someone knows that you genuinely care about their needs, their interests, their pain points, where they want to go in their lives and how you're going to help them get there better, faster. That's what really matters. And and then the question is, what are the things you need to say and do to show that, to communicate that to the customer? So to say that's important is one thing. That's, you know, to say you want to be in great shape is one thing. To do it, Hey, that's a whole nother thing. And really, that's kind of where I dive into as a coach and, and a, uh, a, a sales uh, expert is what does it really take to, to really reach in a person's heart and connect at that deeper level quickly and in an ongoing fashion where it deepens over time? And it's so good because I, I always I'm a firm believer and I stand by this, that authenticity and heart and how you lead yourself is a lifestyle. It's not a light switch. And so I'd just like to throw something out because, Daryl, I really want to dive into this whole relationship aspect because Mike's got some fascinating stories. But I just want to bring to the surface if people know that, because that saying that you just laid on us, I think everybody's heard it 10 times over. Yeah. But why is it so difficult or what prevents some people from actually doing that? Even though, even though if you had a one-to-one conversation with them, they're going to share how important it is and they're going to bob their head up and down. But at some point we forget about that. Yeah, I think it's because we get focused on us and our needs and numbers versus people. And there's two types of lists. Three, if you follow, if you, if you believe in God, uh, we have our to-do list, God's to-do list, 
and the customer's to-do list. We need to be paying attention to the customer's to-do list. What do they want to do? Help them do what they want. If we're focused on only what we want to do, then it's about we and, and what are my needs. So the more you are customer-focused and heart-focused mm-hmm. and understand that relationships literally drive everything. It's a starting point. You hear people don't care. When we said people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, really what that means is that the connection you have with them, which starts out in the beginning, shapes, like I said, everything in the conversation. So if, and here's the distinction, this is key. If I'm in a huge, I'm an enterprise sales guy. If I'm in a huge deal and you're in a huge deal and they like you and trust you, we know like and trust, right? And they like and trust me more, they're going to give me the benefit of the doubt, not you. So the question, interestingly enough, is how do you become their favorite where they just love you and want to Everything that's, that seems like an objection is now diminished and everything that, that seems good is now better. It's amplified because of how much they like you. And, and there is a, a process of how to create that authentic, deep relationship that most people miss, perhaps because they don't know how to do it. Now you got our attention. So where does it start? It start these, these, this is the premise. What people care about most is what, not what their interests are. This is a distinction now. So I want everyone to hear this. It's not what your prospects' interests are that's important to them. It's their passions. It's what burns inside their heart. So you connect and relate to passions, not interests. So if you want to connect and relate to someone about passions, they will not be able to shut up. And you will connect with stories of your own, or what I call third-party relating, stories of someone else. An example of that would be, uh, I, I, had a, I was on a podcast uh, earlier today, and we found out that he sold his company to the same company I sold my company to. And also, he was an avid golfer. So right away, I talk about great golf courses that I played at, and he, and all of a sudden, he's like electrified. He's, it's a passion of his. He plays as often as he can. So another guy, now here's a challenge I had. This uh, neighbor of mine was a uh, Harley Davidson fanatic. And those that typically ride Harleys are fanatics. So how do I relate and connect? Because I'm not a Harley Davidson rider, what they call a hob, right? How do I relate and connect? I related and connect through his story. I said, my, he's out there at three in the morning washing and waxing his bike. You guys are nuts. You're like brothers. And he knows that I know what it's like, even though I didn't experience it personally. And I could relay that story and get them excited knowing I could connect and relate to something that was really important to them in their lives. A passion could be a a disease, could be anything, but you got to find out what their passions are, not their interests and relate and connect to those in a genuine, authentic way. And then the conversation will explode and so will the relationship. Boom. It, it's all, I mean, there's a couple key words. It's the connectability and it's the relatability. And, and I've always said, it, especially in the world that we live in today, Mike, it's so easy to connect, right? And I'm going to use you and I as a perfect example. Sure. We were introduced by a mutual acquaintance. Now, it was up to either one of us to click the reply all email to make it happen, right? And I think our listeners have experienced that before. Yes. But we took it one step farther and said, hey, that's just at least hop on a conversation. And it was from that conversation, we connected a little bit more. And the more that we started engaging in conversation, the more we started to realize we had some similarities. So we connected, 
we related to each other. And thus now you're on the Selling from the Heart podcast. I think it's mission critical as salespeople today, as professionals, we have to find the moments to connect and relate, which leads into a great, you have to tell the story, Mike, that you shared with me on just some simple things. And I'm just going to throw this out and I'll set the stage, Daryl. It's I think we can connect in just the simplest fashion. And I think it's the simple things that oftentimes get brushed off to the side because we go, oh, we already know that, or it's too simple. You got to just share how you connected and related over a simple thank you card. Yeah, I, I, and, and if you don't mind, right, right before that, something came up that I want to share with you. To share with your listeners how critical this is. Those that think, well, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I, I use spin selling or whatever sales methodology they use. Uh, nothing, nothing, nothing will ever take the place of having a strong relationship built on trust. You still have to create value and understand their problems and know, have the skill sets. But here's an example of how much a person likes you shapes how they see, hear, and internalize your message, which means that objections will be diminished and your positive points, your selling points, the value proposition will be amplified. An example of this is if you see a, you're, you see a beautiful woman at some place and she comes up to you, you're single, or you see a beautiful man if you're single and they come up to you and they're beautiful, just a perfect specimen right out of a magazine. And the moment they open their mouth, garbage comes out. Everything that is the opposite of what you value and believe in in your life. All of a sudden that mole that the Cindy Crawford looking woman has on her face now looks like Mount Vesuvius. It's not sexy anymore. You see how the person looks, their physical appearance literally changes before your eyes. And that's why they say seeing is not believing. Believing is seeing. That's from mm-hmm. Wayne Dwyer. So how you, what you believe about a person, how you feel about that person, shapes literally how they look in front of your eyes. Literally, when your wife or your husband is doing everything and you're just connecting on all cylinders, they look more handsome or more beautiful. And conversely, when everything's going south, they don't look attractive anymore. And li- literally, it's the same person, same face. But literally, the looks change because how you feel about that person changes. The same thing holds true in sales. So I just wanted to get that out. That's how powerful it is. So So good. So good. So I want to answer your question. So Trump was my largest account in Atlantic City where I had my copier company. I did millions of dollars in business with them 35 years ago. And that's many more millions today. And... I had all four of his casinos. I had Trump Plaza, Trump Castle, Trump Regency, and Trump Taj Mahal. All were my customers. And when you had Trump and his business, all the other casinos followed because they know what a, what a uh, demanding and uh, uh, hardcore businessman he was. And he trained his people in his likeness. Now, what I would encourage every listener here, even if you're a little uncomfortable with this, is I had a program called From Handshakes to Hugs. When I first met Trump's executives, these high-level purchasing people that were making hundred multi-hundred-thousand-dollar decisions, they would extend their hand. They're very uh, firm and, and business-like. And I'm not saying there's not a place for that, but there was no real warmth, right? And my, <laughs> my, my style is not that at all. My style is, hey, I want to get to know you. I want you to get to know me. And I'm here to help you, but I'm also here to have fun and have you enjoy the ride because I want to enjoy it with you. So the business is tough enough. You might as well enjoy 
the, the business that you're doing with the folks that you're doing that business with. So I believe in bringing laughter. I believe in bringing kindness, bringing joy to the relation, to the business side of things. And believe me, they'll value that. So, so here I am and I sell, just got done selling Trump Plaza. Uh, the woman's name is Diane Dixon. She was director of purchasing and trained just in, as all his executives were in Donald Trump's, Trump's likeness. Very firm, very direct. And uh, we start talking and one thing led to another. She said, Michael, I am never going to buy the big copiers, the Xerox uh, 90 something hundreds uh, from you because only Xerox makes the, the good and the best big copiers. I'll buy all the small and medium sized copiers from you. It was a 200 and some thousand dollar piece of business. But she said the Xerox 9500 or whatever it was, I'm only going to buy that from Xerox. They're the best. And it didn't matter what independent reports I showed, what testimonials I had of those Xeroxes I replaced, nothing was going to get that out of her head. Now, fast forward three years later, Diane Dixon, the director of purchasing for Trump Plaza and I have a phenomenal relationship. And this is the key. Anyone listening to this, starting out with a great relationship in the beginning of your first contact with a customer or a prospect is critical because it's going to shape everything. However, don't stop there. The goal is always to deepen and strengthen that connection because that will keep the customer and grow the customer and they'll never leave you. They can't leave you. You're a friend. You're a trusted confidant. So the more you deepen and strengthen that relationship, it benefits you in so many other ways as as it does them. So now fast forward three years later, I show her a copier that no one ever heard of before called an OSE, made in the Netherlands, a no name in the United States. And now my other, I had Sharp Electronics. Everyone knew Sharp, but still she said, no way. So I say, Diane, you really, this is really a better copier. I showed the same independent reports I showed three years earlier, and she replaced all her Xeroxes. Now I got news for you. My copiers didn't get any better. My independent reports didn't get any better. What got better was my relationship. And that relationship trumped everything. No pun, actually pun intended. So... (laughs) So at the end of the day, what changed again was I believe Michael more now. I want to give, I want to give Michael the business as opposed to not give him the big copier business, the high volume copier sales business. And that's, that's, and she wrote me. So I sold my company. Fast forward to your question, Larry. I sold my company and she sent, gave me a card as all my customers did. Uh, she gave me a card that said kind of like a, a, a Hallmark card. And literally, I literally cried. I still use it 25, 30 years later. I still use it in my speeches. I read the card. And the essence of the card was, I have fond memories of our business dealings and your business acumen and, and the, how you grew your company, but even fonder memories of the deeper conversations we had about life, death, and family. And that's, rate, that's from a Trump disciple. These are, but remember, they're people first, business people second. They're trained to be in Trump's likeness. But if you go down to the core, just like what happened on 9-11, it didn't matter how tough a guy you were, how rich you were in New York, anywhere in the world, everyone became human and vulnerable because they were stripped down to the essence of their humanity, of who they were, their heart. That's that's what happened on 9-11. The heart became the only thing that mattered. Heart, compassion, love. And the same thing, everyone has that in them. You just have to find it and peel back the layers. And the way to find that is connect and relate to passions and keep strengthening and deepening that over time. 
Beautiful. Beautiful. I, you, I'm just seeing, uh, Larry, I'm seeing the image of our good friend Scott McGregor's t-shirts right now, right? Oh, People yeah. People over everything. People yeah. over everything. And and I think we get lost in that. And, and uh, you know, I think so many people get lost in that right now that when you're the one that actually does that, when you're the one that actually cares, you get the speed to heart, um, you build the authentic relationship, the, the level of competitive advantage you can establish in a commoditized market uh, even is astounding, all based on relationship and heart. And here, here's the here's the whole key. And by the way, I, I, that story is golden. I can hear that story all day long, Mike. Great story. Except the only thing is, is like I'm sitting here, my legs tapping up and down when you start mentioning copier malls. I'm like, oh, oh no, right? It's like <laughs> a cold sweat. <laughs> cold sweat started breaking out. But 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 here's the key on this that is so beautiful, Daryl. Mm-hmm. Is how many in sales. Now flip the script on this one. How many in sales have their clients or ex-clients actually send them a card and say, this is how much I valued what you brought to the table. Think about that for a second, folks. Yeah, yeah. And a footnote to that. That's a great point. A footnote to that. I have an opportunity 25 years, 30 years later that I haven't spoken to Diane that I'm working with a client who I'm consulting for and they want to connect with the hard rock stadium that she's now the VP of purchasing in Atlantic city. And they want to connect with her. I call her up. She, they call her up, excuse me. And they don't know. She, we're surprising her. She doesn't know I'm on the phone. They said, <laughs> we have someone on the phone who you may know. So we kind of punked her in a good way. She freaked out. So, and, and, and she hung up on them immediately. No, she, <laughs> it, it, it was, it was phenomenal. It was like a homecoming, like seeing a college buddy again. And anytime we would see, by the way, in these, as our relationships grew with all my major account clients and smaller clients as well, when I said handshakes to hugs, we would all hug. And uh, it was just, it was a beautiful, beautiful uh, thing. And those relationships, like I said, in the beginning of your show, the relationships in Dora. The business, we're not doing any business, but the door is always open. I can call any of them. They will always take my call. They'll always listen to what I have to say. They'll always take referrals. I mean, you name it. And they're, they're always willing to open up to whatever I have to offer because of that relationship. So I'm curious if you're thinking about that, uh, I'm thinking of our, our listeners right now, that sales professional is listening in going handshakes to hugs. I love that. I love that uh, concept. But Oh my goodness. I've got, you know, I'm in enterprise sales. I'm calling on Walmart. I'm calling, you know, on these like brutal organizations. What's, what are some of the first steps that you recommend reps take to go from handshakes to hugs? Yeah, it's, it's great. Be real, be authentic. I mean, that's, I have to say that is my style. I'm a, a hugger versus a handshaker. So that's my style. And I know it's uncomfortable for some people. And uh, if it is, Go in with the understanding that they, my dad used to say this, when you're scared of calling on a C-level executive or you're uncomfortable, they all get dressed the same way. They all throw up the same way. You know, they're people. (laughs) And remember, they got problems and they have issues just like everyone else in their life. Mm -hmm. And they're vulnerable and they have fears and doubts and concerns just like everyone else. And they have passions. And when you can connect on a passion, and this is, I keep going back to that, but it's, it's so important. When you can connect and relate to a passion, 
uh, with a story that they know you deeply understand and feel what they're feeling with that passion, then all of a sudden the hugs become more natural because mm-hmm. the relationship is deeper. And that's what you do uh, with someone that you have a deeper relationship. You hug them versus shake their hand. And then that's, that's just, and so every one of Trump's top executives, I would see them. And, and there was never a handshake. It always was a hug. Every single one, man or woman, it was always a hug. And I, I want to mention something also. It's a, a little sales technique. If you're selling, which we all are listening to this, uh, don't sit across from the desk from the person you're selling or across from the boardroom, sit next to them. Opponents are across from each other. It's a psychological mm-hmm. advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, allies, assistants, those helping you are side by side with you. And I remember at Showboat Casino, is the director of purchasing was Andy. And I said, uh, let me show this to you. And it's easier to show something, obviously from across the, next to someone versus across the table. And I moved my chair and it's really crowded space. I was really too close to him uh, for comfort. And he says, let's go in the conference room. And I sat next to him in the conference room and, and I showed him side by side what uh, the proposal uh, that I was uh, presenting. And uh, so remember, everything is going to be in a position, you want to have the mindset of how can I be on their side? And uh, that's one of the things from a physical standpoint by being next to them as opposed to across from them that will help psychologically. Yeah. Hey, you, as I'm as I'm sitting here listening to what you're saying, and and Daryl already knows this, and a lot of our listeners already know it. Mike is I'm a big believer that business is personal. We're talking about making business personal, and here's the challenge for our listeners, and this is the challenge that that, that quite frankly I delivered. You know, when I work with sales teams, is hey, listen, I know that you can develop deep, meaningful relationships in your personal life, right? Because we you, you you bring in the stories and the analogies to get people to think. But then on the flip side, it's those same people that believe in deep, meaningful, personal relationships, but they have a difficult time carrying that to the business world because I think it's that mindset. It's the mindset of, gosh, you know what? I can't go from a handshake to a hug because whatever that reason is. I said, well, yeah, you can go from a handshake to a hug because you do it in your personal life. So what prevents you from doing it? Yeah, it's it's self doubt. It's self it's self it's self doubt. It's yeah. that you're that you're you're afraid that they won't reciprocate. It's such like when you speak to a group, you're afraid of how they're going to react to something like that. And uh, and and the bottom line is, you know, you'll miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take. Do it like anything else, and you'll see that people will respond positively. And uh, I'm not saying you know jump and wrap your arms around them and yeah. legs around them, but certainly uh, a, a, a professional hug. Is something that people will appreciate, but it's, it, I don't want to say it's earned, but these stories that you tell and the way you relate and connect are, are things that, that drive that. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's, that's what you have to do. If you want to listen, I competed against Xerox and they, I, I beat them probably 70% of the time. And my prices were high, just like theirs. Everyone else's price was lower. And I was doing a big seminar. I'll never forget. And I showed, I was like David versus Goliath. I'm a little company. They're a huge company. So whoever's listening to this, you have a little company, you're going against a giant. This is how you slay the giant. And you slay the giant because they have greater resources than you. They have greater tools than you, greater training than you. You know, they sent people into these major accounts against little old me that were trained at Xerox University. The Xerox University was 100 times larger than my whole office and warehouse, just their university. And I showed this side-by-side comparison. 
And I said, when they sent people down, they sent for these multi-million dollar accounts that I was competing with them on, they sent down their green berets. They sent down the best people in their organization. What, what I call the, the uh, what do they call the Marines? The, um, the SEAL, like Navy the SEAL team, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So they would send yeah. in the Navy SEALs. These are, <laughs> they had the perfect answer. Their skill right. set on a scale from one to 10 was a 10. Mine yeah. is maybe a six and a half or a seven. But again, what trumps everything is they were phenomenal at selling and I was phenomenal at relationships. Yeah. And I beat them 70% of the time. Doesn't mean I'm not always working on my skills, but it means given the choice, work on your relationship skills and then work on your selling skills and you'll see the magic will happen. That's so good. Well, you know, as we wrap up today, um, I want to ask just in the last couple of minutes, the obvious question to both of, both of you, really all of us is, Okay, from uh, handshakes to hugs, but obviously we're in a little period right now where we're not giving any hugs and people are staying six feet apart. And for the most part, I mean, a lot of our interactions are virtual. So how, um, how are you navigating the season right now to nurture and develop this level of relationship in, in our kind of uh, hibernation that we're in uh, in this current season? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And You've seen the graph before, perhaps many of your listeners have seen the graph before, that everything that we have in life is about communication. So we're, this is as close as we're going to get to communication right now, looking at each other on a Zoom podcast or on a Zoom call. And understand that communication is only 7% the words that you use, it's 38% your tonality, and it's 55% your body language. So you're able to see my body language. You're able to see the smile on my face, the warmth in my heart that shows through the expression of my eyes and the tone in my voice. Okay. So although being in person is best, this is second best. So if you're ever given the choice of having a phone call or a zoom call, do the zoom call, look at the person. It could be Skype or whatever tool you use or Microsoft off. Uh, you want to make sure that you're looking the person in the eyes, you're smiling, you're connecting and relating and, um. and, and don't see, a difference because if you notice a difference, like the blind person, their other senses become more astute. They're, they're, they're sharper in their hearing and they're speaking. So now really get good at looking at people and, and, and understanding their personalities and how they're feeling when you're communicating, because you're not in the same room with them physically, but virtually you are. So really start working on your ability to communicate. And you, if you don't see the difference, like if you have an image problem and you are used to it, you don't go around that you have, you know, three years. Right. People aren't going to, if you don't make a big thing, other people aren't going to make a big thing. So don't make, I would say, don't make a big thing of the Zoom thing. Make the most of it and talk like you're speaking to them in person. Forget that there's a video. That I, I see no difference when I speak to a person like this uh, as I would in person, except for the, the touch. And, yeah. uh, and I'll give a virtual hug. <laughs> all right <laughs> what a great way to end the podcast let's just have one big group virtual. one big group virtual <laughs> zoom hug but daryl you can do that and 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 that's why it was just music to my ears because you can push i always tell people you can push your actually can push yourself through a computer screen i mean obviously you can't obviously you can't physically do it but it's leaning forward at your tonality it's inviting them into a conversation and there's so many salespeople, right? 
I'm a high touchy feely huggy kind of guy, right? I miss the handshakes and the face to face, but you know what? It will get better. We all know that, but in the world that we live in today, you have to make the best of where it's at. And it's those people that can leverage this and integrate this into the relationship building skills and how they drive conversations. Me personally, both of you, I think this is a fantastic opportunity for the sales world to hone in on their listening skills, their communication skills, their presentation skills, how they invite people in and set up meetings. This is actually a fantastic time to do that. I promise you this, it's those sales professionals that latch onto this. When they do go face-to-face, they have just elevated their game 10 times. Absolutely. Wow. Michael, what a great conversation today. And I just want to say a sincere thank you on behalf of all the Selling from the Heart community out here for investing in us. I uh, man, I, w- I wish I could shake your hand right now and say thank you, but I'm just going to have to give you a virtual hug instead. So. <laughs> all right. Right, right, right <laughs> no, back literally. at you, brother. <laughs> hey, I really appreciate it. It's been a total joy. And um, just thank you for the energy and the passion that you bring to our profession. I really, really appreciate it. Well, I thank, you. I thank you guys for having me on the show. I thank your audience for listening in. And remember, heart first, mind second. And, and uh, uh, I'll leave you with this. I, I thought of this. You know, in business today, uh, we always say stay top of mind, right? Right. Well, I think we need to stay top of heart, then top of mind. Oh, there you go. You're my new best friend now, Mike. But you know what? You were my best friend before this, but I'm glad I earned that right. <laughs> well, thank, Guys, you, thank you so much. <laughs> we knew this was going to be fun. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, everybody else for listening in. It's such a joy right now to be able to interact with so many of you inside the Selling from the Heart Insiders group, our community online. You can check that out at sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders. Also, a huge thank you to everybody who's leaving reviews on the podcast. If you'll do that, if you haven't already, when you hit pause at the end of this, just leave us a quick review, a couple sentences, and uh, it really helps spread the word. So until next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, go from handshakes to hugs, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.